Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Solutions Brewing Podcast. Uh, I'm Robert, and I'm joined with Cracky McBeer, Steve, McBeer Stephen, Brendan, and Stephen. <laughs> they both just cracked beers. <laughs> well, you need that really crisp at the beginning there. So that's right. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's the, the intro. We don't want. actually need an intro. It's just like that's it. Um, I, I'm surprised no beer ca- beer podcast does that because that's literally the perfect way to start one. So mm. I'm sure several do. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I, I was I listening to the uh, uh, the Country Malt Group has a podcast, and I was listening to theirs today. And they were doing a recap of the 2022 mm-hmm. of like their their favorite episodes or whatever that they did. But as they what they did for transition was they did that noise for each one, and I was it was actually driving me nuts because I'm like. I was listening to it while also working at the same time. <laughs> and I keep hearing this noise. I'm like, how many beers are these guys drinking? <laughs> they weren't actually drinking any. I was like, damn. Damn, you but can it, sound effects. This is that'd real. be a fun one to do at like year end or Christmas this year if we have another. Mm. That's the uh, whole episode. Just like big... 15 minutes of. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just us sitting around drinking beer and looking back through our archives. We're like, oh, yeah, we talked about that. Mm. I remember that. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Oh, my opinion on this has changed entirely. Yeah. Oh, Brendan had a really strong opinion about Reinheitsgebel, but he doesn't follow it at all. What a liar. <laughs> His conviction is lacking. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about this week? <laughs> so today, so today uh, we, uh, we're talking about some stuff that we've been kind of geeking out because uh, we, all, three of us, we all started as homebrewers. Uh, we started with very basic equipment and, well, Basically, now we're tired of that equipment. We kind of want to upgrade ourselves from using plastic uh, to something more durable, reliable. Uh, so we've been looking at stuff like stainless steel, stainless steel stuff. Uh, Brendan and Steven, you guys were both looking at kind of like still brew in a biab, so brew in a bag, basically. Yep. Uh, type I, of systems I, I was still like brewing in a bag. Systems. So. <laughs> all-in-one brew systems uh so there's some common ones like the robo brew and but you guys ended up going with uh it's, i think it was the original one i think grandfather was the first one to do this right and you guys both went with the grandfather yeah uh yeah. Right. now i'm gonna say you want to take arrived yet? <laughs> i know you guys ordered them but have they arrived yet have you guys unboxed them or anything no they haven't got here yet let me Actually, I can open it up. I can track my shipment to see where it's at. See, I, I did that before the show started. Um, mine's arriving on the 7th of, uh, of February, so I'm a, so I'm a week be- away. Just before Beer Fest, yeah. Okay. Just before Beer Fest. I'm going to get it. I'm going to look at it, get real excited, and then go off to Beer Fest. That's but, always how uh, new equipment stuff. Every time you get a shiny new toy, <laughs> it's always you get it right when you can't use it. Yeah. And it's, it, it, it's interesting because it, it all started with Atlas. We were at Atlas Brewing, and we he had the brew Zilla, which is again one of the brands of uh, electric kettles, essentially. And his is the again the the thirty liter one uh, for for small batches. But after using it, uh, going over and using it, and like compared to our systems that we use at home and all that kind of stuff, it 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 was the the straw that broke the camel's back, because. Like Brendan, like you were outside, you you know, with the the big flame burner outside doing that whole thing, um, and then me, like I was I was still cooking on the stove when I was doing mine, if I was doing single batches and that, and with this thing is like I could set it up, get it connected, just plug it in, leave it, like I don't have to 
baby it. I don't have to baby the flame or anything like that. I just set a temperature, go away, come back and all that. And I'm just like, I, I've, I've hit that limit. My, I'm getting old enough now that my time is valuable <laughs> and I don't want to waste to doing all this stuff. It's like, I, I'd much rather just, you know, spend some money and upgrade my equipment. Cause I've been running the same equipment for six years, seven years now. Yeah, these, yeah. these all-in-one systems are pretty convenient in terms of like, uh, I mean, everything's done in one vessel and uh, it doesn't take up a lot of space either, right? So, I mean, like right now, all of us, we all have like separate mash tons, brew kettles, fermenters, glass carboys. Like I actually have a bedroom in my house dedicated to housing all of my different equipment <laughs> because I've accumulated so much over the time that I just have, that I just, I need storage to put it in and but uh i haven't made the commitment to go to these to go to all in one yet but i keep thinking about it well we just sent you the link for the other the other ever then the because we got the grandfathers but the bruzilla is now cheap so you you could literally just get it man just just get it <laughs> i'm actually thinking of doing it a little bit separate i'm still thinking of still keeping the three vessel but just upgrading to stainless steel because i already have i already have like extra pots and kettles that i've been using already so mm-hmm. it's like, really, all I need is I need maybe one more pump, some more hosing, some fittings, and I could build out like a small little three, three vessel system. And just get it all manifolded up so that you can switch back and forth which way you're pumping. Yeah, exactly. So I'm thinking I might just do that instead of me having to like, you know, swapping hoses and lifting containers everywhere. Yeah. So I, I was thinking of switching over to something like that. But yeah, like, uh, but yeah, Brendan, were you in the same boat as me after using the system? You're just like nuts to all of this. Uh, not necessarily. So the it's definitely it was very convenient. It was very cool. And what I liked about it was you had such and I know we have our, our friend Ben who went the grandfather route years ago, and he was he was telling the same story. But you get such tighter control over the whole process when you do it, um, and my other process is on a propane burner in the backyard with a fire going beside it and maybe smoking a turkey or something as well on the smoker. I still enjoy that. I'm still going to do that. I'm not getting rid of my brew kettle. (laughs) Uh, But for those days where it's minus 40 and I still want to make a beer or if it's like 300 outside and I, I just want to be able to set something and, and be able to actually walk away from it for an hour and not have to worry about it foaming or boiling over not have to worry about mash temperatures going sideways one way or the other. That's that's where this kind of opened the eyes for me. It also started me down the path of now I'm looking at all my fermenters, my plastic fermenters, my carboys, and the, that's where they take up a lot of space. And so I, I kind of want to get rid of all of those and just replace it with a, a stainless steel vessel. And yeah. yeah, that's where I'm running into a problem too mm-hmm. is that uh, – like, you know, live in a house and all that kind of stuff, but with the child in the house now and where the amount of the amount of space that is taken up by the child's stuff, and he is all of two years old. <laughs> and we, because what happened recently is we, uh, he's outgrown a lot of his toys and a lot of his clothes and all that kind of stuff. So we rearranged our downstairs, and I basically, I had a bunch of just old boxes of stuff that I had from a while ago and I had my little bit of brew space and all that downstairs but we kind of moved a few things and I was like 
we don't have a lot of space anymore. And I've got like, at the, at, at the time I had three plastic fermenters. I have like five or six carboys and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I'm actually not even brewing that much at home anymore. Like I'm not, I'm not finding the time to do it. And I'm just looking at this. I'm like, this is all wasted space. Like this, this could be so much more than it is sort of thing. And, uh, yeah, it, it kind of just like, and again, using, uh, Atlas's system and like, especially having the self carving beer, what a brilliant concept that, uh, it just, you know, you, you don't need to, like, you need still need to draw off your, uh, you know, your, your trub and your yeast, you know, leftover yeast at the end of the thing and just let it carb normally. But there's enough in there to let it do its whole thing. Man, I could get rid of so much equipment. So, unlike Brendan, like I had a uh, you know an eight gallon pot and a fifteen gallon pot, and as soon as as soon as the the uh, the grain father comes and a few other make a few other changes, I'm gonna be throwing all that up in Kijiji and just being like, on towards the next person, whoever wants to do this thing next. Like here, here you go. Here's here's the start sort of thing. Yeah, here's everything you need to get started. Yeah. And then to break in the new system, Steve will finally brew the beers that he owes Robin. Yes. <laughs> That's right. He still owes us beer. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Again, I have You know what? Brewing. It's taking so long that I don't even want those watermelons that you froze. I want fresh watermelon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Feed the frozen ones to your son. You'll yeah. like them. They, they are. Too, he won't know the difference. <laughs> but yeah, it's. Uh, but yeah, like, I, I, I'm going to basically, like, re. Like, because of space restrictions and all that, we're going to get rid of it all, and I'm going to go stainless steel vessels and make it real, real simple for, for me going forward. Like, I still might carbon carbon keg a little bit here and there, but, uh, like, definitely fermenting. Like, fermenting, it's it's no no plastic buckets and a glass carboy. It's going to be one vessel. Yeah. So this, this now raises, because we've talked a lot about, well, We've talked a bit about the the front end system here, the grandfather, the brew, mm-hmm. this the single unit for brewing. This will do your mash and your boil. Um, there are still you still need something for sparge water, yeah, um, which is a bit of a complication. So that's part of the reason I'm keeping my brew kettle is just so I can set that on a propane burner and boil water and then be ready to go for the next step. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got the pump, so I can just pump through the 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 colander portion for, for sparging through. That's all fine. Um, but then after your boil, you still need something to put it in. So we're getting rid of the plastic fermenters. We're getting rid of the carboys is where the stainless steel vessel comes in. But now we're spoiled for choice, and it's kind of how much do you want to spend. Yeah. <laughs> stainless steel is expensive. That's really the main thing holding, holding me back from a lot of these purchases. But, yeah. But it, and that's the thing is, like, the, the reason why we picked up these uh, these systems is that they were literally half price because the grandfather in Canadian fun uh, ruples is usually twelve hundred dollars. That's what it was, and it was basically went on the website for six hundred. Okay, that is that is enough for me to pull the price, and they had like another five percent off coupon too. Sweet, save the GST. Um, and then like, and then just before this episode started, we were looking at the Brewzilla, which is what we actually used. At Atlas, and that just went on sale as well. So it's like, like this a they're clearing out old stock or something like that. That's what they're doing. They're trying to clear stock for new things coming in. But like this is like the perfect time to do it. And now we're just hovering on 
waiting for one of those conical vessels to come up for sale and you know nab a few of them but it's yeah like i'm at the point now that i the space is more valuable than uh no than class glass car boys for five bucks i picked up at a garage sale yeah i'm willing to give those give those off to another person and let them uh, let them deal with it so those conical vessels though there there are some nuances that the stainless steel is expensive for one thing, but you can get just a, a stainless steel conical for a few hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but that you're still putting the, the, the little bung and the airlock on and things are kind of going through the thing. You'll be sealed. So you'll be anaerobic through your fermentation, and all that fun stuff, but you're not going to carbonate your beer in that because mm-hmm. things only going to hold a quarter ounce of pressure or whatever that airlock actually holds on the darn thing. Yeah. Ounces of water. If you, <laughs> if, you if you want to get to uh, if you want to get to the point where you're carving in 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 the tank, which is what we were able to do with our competition beer for for Jasper, which is kind of the other part of it that opened my eyes uh, to the possibilities there. But you need a there something called a unit tank or, or a fermenter that's pressure rated uh, up to at least fifteen pounds. And that's where they start getting much more expensive because now you're not just dealing with the stainless steel. You're dealing with something that's been welded to pressure ratings that's not going to blow up in your face, that has the relief valves. It gets a little bit more tricky. And I haven't yet found one that's pressure rated but not jacketed. Mm. And it's I, I don't want the added temperature control loop stuff because it's it's unnecessary. It's going to be in my house. It's going to be at 20 degrees. Yeah. Um, yeah, because like I just looked one up real quick, like an SS Brewtech, you know, seven gallon, which is you know standard homebrew batch. But what do we need? A thousand dollars. That's what they go for. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna definitely try and keep my eye out for one because I definitely definitely for want. Unit, you mean, yeah. Yeah, and and that's what I do. So I I want to get rid of my fermenters and my carboys. I'm gonna just go straight unit tank. Like that's uh, I want to so, declutter, but. So you could do it. You could do it all in the Chronicle. Chronicle? Which is not a unit tank. <laughs> like the SS Brewtech Chronicle. Oh, the, oh, the, you mean the Conical? It's, it's called a Chronicle. Is it called a Chronicle? I, I was just yeah, going to make really fun weird. of you. I was going to make fun of you for pronouncing it weird, but <laughs> it turns out I am, I am the asshole. <laughs> you're, you're not an asshole. You're just ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why they call it Chronicle. Because it's probably colored in chrome, and it's conical. That's why. Uh, well, sure. Yeah. I, I guess. <laughs> but, I mean, so these, these chronicles, like, they're pressure rated up to, I think, 2 PSI. Oh, pressurizable to 5 PSI, it says, but 4 keg transfers. So that's actually so you can transfer under pressure, but not so that you can... You can... Uh, ferment. Carbon. You can ferment in it, but you're not going to basically get much carbonation in the beer. At the five psi, and that one's a thousand dollars. And then to get to the fifteen psi ones, which are the unitank size, that they're a little bit more. I think thirteen hundred, fourteen hundred is what I've found for those ones so far. But I mean, you can do both stages. Uh, you can do everything except for the carbonation part in that chronicle tank. So you can just move everything over there, pitch in there, and do your full fermentation through there. Everything can be done under pressure. Yeah, I mean, your option is to you can just continue to force carve, but it is very convenient to be able to carve under pressure. 
I mean, uh, ferment under pressure, rather. Well, and and that's what it was. Like, Redden showed up to... And then you don't even need CO2 because you're using CO2 that you're making anyways, so... Well, and exactly. so, so this is the thing I brought up with Brendan, and I'm pretty sure we brought up on a podcast, like, my God, like 50 episodes ago. Um, Blyman Brewing in Lacombe doesn't uh, uh, buy CO2 anymore because what they did is they bought a system uh, that basically does CO2 recovery. Yeah, so they're a CO2 captures unit. Exactly. There's enough CO2 coming off of fermentation that they can... It needs to get scrubbed a little bit because it's not just CO2 that comes off the fermentation. There's a little bit of other gases and stuff. Uh, but they harvest enough CO2 that they can uh, uh, carb and push um, all of their beers on their tap room and all that kind of stuff with what they have. And they actually have an excess. They, they actually capture more CO2 than they, they, they use. So Yeah, totally. It's, like, it's worth it if you it, could do it. It's totally those are expensive systems. Don't get me wrong. Those are it's not like yeah they they spent like fifty to eighty thousand dollars putting that in, and that's with a they they had help on it. They got a, a basically a green initiative grant to do it as well. But they uh, like that that's kind of the dream is like you don't need a CO two tank. You you make your own damn CO two. Well, I mean, technically we, we CO2 make is our already own a byproduct well. of what you're doing. Why not collect it and use it? You need it anyways, right? So yeah, <laughs> it's perfectly sustainable. It's awesome. Yeah, it is. It is cool, and and this, again, it's that question of how much do you want to pay for your vessel? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I like it, and one of the things I really want to go down that route for is I've I've struggled to make uh, a half decent IPA uh, until this competition beard, and we'll see what the people in Jasper think of it. it. It's not like super bitter or anything like that, but it's a nice rye IPA. And it's got all the cool flavor notes that we were hoping to, I was hoping to get out of it. Um, and that's kind of where I've struggled is some of the, the hop expression stuff in the past. And I think it's because everything I've been doing at some point ends up being open atmosphere. And mm. all those volatile oils just decide to bugger off. Somewhere. They just disappear, yeah. And so doing the whole process under pressure, you can keep everything there. Now, I could do that with the, the these chronicles or conicals that are pressurizable to two to five pounds it's just I, I still think you would still lose some just because like two two psi is not very much yeah yeah you're gonna get some off gassing for sure so and and it, i guess like even the 15 psi you're gonna get some off gassing oh, yeah. but it's just it's gonna be much more limited mm-hmm. you'll get more dis- dissolution like it'll actually like that pressure will also help keep it in the liquid too right so it's not like yeah your excess is going off, but that pressure is also pushing into the liquid. So yeah, yeah, for sure. So you, you get hopefully just CO two off gas in as opposed to the hot oils. Uh, but then you can also push it into the keg completely under pressure. Yep. The other thing is that this concept is going to push me towards Sankey kegs. <laughs> so. You know what? I've already I was already starting to think of going that route anyways because I'm tired of dealing with cornies. Those lids, I hate dealing with those lids. Now they're oh, nice to clean because it's easy. To, yeah. It's nice to be able to take the lid off, take a brush in there, and scrub everything. But it is a pain to try to get that lid to reseat when that. How a little like how many hours have I wasted trying to get a, a bloody seal on it, and taking it out, cleaning all the all the the gasket and the lid, and trying to wedge it back in and. Did, did I get it this time? Nope. Okay, yeah. let's try it. Well, the again. worst let's... is when it's full of beer and you're like, you're trying not to oxygenate your beer. <laughs> oh, like, my goodness. How do I get that lid on and put it under pressure? You put it under pressure and it's like, 
you just shoot foam out of the <laughs> lid because it didn't seat right. Yeah, and and that's the thing. Like I was, you know, looking at my my system and all that, and it's like, yep. I, I, what I would literally do is just pop off my tower, uh, change the fitting ends and all that kind of stuff, and just run run sand keys instead. It would be so much easier. It'd be so much nicer, and I I might do it that way. Like it, it, it like this. After dealing with commercial equipment or commercial grade equipment versus homebrew equipment, there's a reason why people gravitate towards the commercial. It makes things simpler and easier and all that kind of stuff. It's just it costs money. And I'm at the point that it's like, please, make this simpler for me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not in my 20s anymore when this was nice and fun and awesome and all that. I'm in my 30s and please... My my body hurts. Uh, I, I I don't want to work as much. You know, I've got enough homebrew stuff that I feel like I could probably bundle that together enough and sell it to subsidize. <laughs> give myself a reasonable subsidy on on something too. So. On the upgrade. Yeah, yeah. It's like upgrading your house. You're taking the equity that you have in the rest of your <laughs> beer equipment and upgrading. Like I said, though, I'm still going to keep my brew kettle on my propane burner because it is fun to sit outside for a few hours and. I do, you know, I do like the process yeah. of like having the separate things and like stirring everything and watching everything boil and things like that. That that is really cool. I do like that. But yeah, you know, same thing like you said, Brendan. Like when it's minus forty and I do it in my garage and I have to go in and out of the house to the garage and up and down the deck stairs. <laughs> you know, maybe I'm, not. I'm, I'm risking falling down the stairs and minus forty carrying boiling liquid. So. You yeah. just want to be able to set it and forget it. And the the systems that we got, they're Bluetooth enabled, so they pair to your phone and they'll tell you exactly where everything is going. You can set timers and alerts and do different. You you know what you can actually do? You can actually upload the recipes to the uh, to the thing, and it'll actually like do step mashes if you want. Uh, yeah, those controllers are programmable. Yeah. yeah. So like like that's that's incredible. Is like if because like that's one thing like doing the the system that we have been doing we have we've been just doing single stage mashes being able to do two stage or anything else seems very interesting so what's funny here is we actually lost brendan yeah don't know if Um, he's talking yet or anymore but i don't know but you know what if he comes back he gets to do the outro (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so rob like we we've made the leap and one of those systems is on uh, again. It's on cheap right now. A couple hundred I know. dollars. My problem is, my problem is, I want a different one. I don't want that one. That one. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but yeah, like it, it is. Oh yeah, there we go. We finally lost them. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and that was the thing is like if it wasn't the price that it was because again regular twelve hundred dollars on for six hundred. If it wasn't that low, wouldn't have made the like. The, the the lizard part of my brain would have been like, no, we can't do that. There's no way. It's that's way too expensive. But because it is cheap, definitely worth making the leap on. So yeah, my problem is I keep staring at like the Bruja or the Unibrow, Unibrow, Brow, like from Brow Supply. Yeah, I keep looking at those two systems because I don't know. I I just they seem to seem like higher quality, and it's kind of like what I want. But they're also like almost they're like eighteen hundred dollar systems yeah (laughs) but i want one (laughs) i'm kind of just trying to i'm kind of just tucking a little bit each a little every every once in a while and 
I'll eventually get one, but yeah. Yeah, you, you'll you eventually have enough. No. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to do it. A, not going to break the bank to do it. It's a, I mean, it's a luxury purchase. It's for fun, so it's not like a oh, yeah. necessity. So. And, and an expensive purchase for your, well, it's not really a hobby anymore. It's more of a hobby slash, uh, oh, Brendan's back. Hey, Brendan. <laughs> um, uh, wait. Like it's not quite a hobby, but it's it's more than a hobby, but it's still very very expensive. So if you can, Brandon wasn't joking about making me work for the editing because now I'm not now I'm gonna have two audio files from him. Oh yeah, I don't I don't <laughs> think he started recording again. <laughs> oh, we're still. Hey, Brendan. Hi. Are, are you are you recording <laughs> again? I'm recording again. I. I don't know if my last recording kind of saved. Oh, oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. You may pull Uh-oh. the Steven there. Creative editing to the rescue. <laughs> it, it should have stopped the recording, so there should be a file there, but we'll see. Oh, anyway, Rob, if, uh, if people were going to, you know, tell us about their, you know, brew systems and, you know, how they're so much better than ours... How could they tell us? <laughs> or maybe they're using a system, like a different system. Yeah, that'd be cool to know, learn about that too. Uh, yeah, get in contact with us. Um, you can go to our website at solutionsbrewing.com. There's a contact us page there, which sends us an email. Our email is noproblems at solutionsbrewing.com. Uh, or you can contact us on uh, Instagram or Facebook. And uh, yeah, we'll be happy. And sign up for our newsletter, which we send yes. out to. The newsletter is growing. There are people it, who do sign up. So yes, that's, that good. is amazing. Are we are we in it's double digits new. yet? Not yet. It's a race between okay, podcast almost... listeners and uh, newsletter sizes. <laughs> po- podcast has a I, like a two I feel year like head newsletter start. Newsletter has more potential to grow faster than podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Podcasting is like the latest thing, guys. No, so like po- we've been podcasting for two years, and we have dozens of listeners, but we could get like tens of people in the newsletter guys like we we, Whoa, we could grow Steve, so I, I think we're at i think we're at like 20 there buddy for <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> i think on spotify <laughs> but uh thanks everyone for joining the podcast today uh we will talk to you again next time we have 25 followers look at that's amazing yeah. oh that's amazing <laughs> for the podcast dozens yeah. dozens <laughs> doesn't it's literally dozens. Yeah, it's still dozens yeah Perfect. All right. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. All right, guys. Till next time. Talk to you later. (laughs)